Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Patricia Adams Live. Today, our special guest is Alexander Falcone, and he is the proper person. I will give you the opportunity to hear him explain how he came up with the name The Proper Person. But most of all, I want to introduce him on this show. He's no stranger to all of the other social media platforms. He's been interviewed by so many other individuals, by attorneys, and people who have legal positions in the judicial system, and also his work with individuals and giving insight on his YouTube channel. You can find him on his social media pages, Alexander Falcone. His name is spelled A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, last name Falcone, F-A-L-C-O-N-I. And he will be with on, on our show today for 30 minutes to talk to you, especially as parents needing hope. And I say that needing hope is so important and so critical. It's the one thing in the world that you cannot lose is hope. You have to hold on to hope. It's, it's the the light at the end of the tunnel, if you would. It's the light in the dark cave. It's the light in despair. It's the light in depression. It's the light that will guide your feet out of the places that you need to be out of. But above all else, it's the hope that is within you, that piece of you, that once hope is gone, then you cease to be who you really were intended to be and who you were supposed to be and born to be. None of us were here by mistake. And a lot of people say, I didn't choose to be born. No, but you were born and you were born for a purpose and a reason. And because of that, we want you to have hope. So specifically today, Alexander is going to speak to those parents who are in the middle of all types of situations regarding their children. And I will let him define exactly what he wants to say in regards to this. And we want to take the time out to give him the rest of this show because this is the time 
that he has available. He is very, very well sought after. So without further interruption or ado, I am going to release the show into Alexander's hands. Hi, thank you for the um, introduction. My name is Alex Falcone. I am here as administrator of The Proper Person, which is a website and YouTube channel. I was, I guess, just like any other parent, at least young parents, um, unable to afford an attorney. And so I had to choose between not fighting for custody or fighting for custody in the sense that I would represent myself. Um, my ex did have an attorney. I like to kind of briefly say that throughout the eight years of the child custody litigation, I usually didn't have one and she usually did. But of course, if any of your viewers go out and watch the My Docket series or I published it's an over 200 part series, you'll see that there are exceptions to that. So again, I like to underline that most of the time I didn't have one, most of the time she did, but it's not um, in the sense of the whole time. Um, hundreds of filings, I think somewhere around 20 different hearings, if I remember correctly. I don't have that all memorized, that's why I published it. I ended up going from one extreme to the other. Um, and what I mean by that is that in the beginning, I had visitation or supervised visitation rights, and then um, I went from supervised visitation to unsupervised visitation. Then I went from that to joint physical custody. Then I went from that to primary physical custody. Then I went from that to getting sole legal custody. And then I went from that to having my ex placed under supervised visits. And then finally, at the very end, I terminated her parental rights. Um, that is sort of the summary of the extraordinarily long, I guess, you could say extraordinary. I'm starting to learn that this actually is rather normal with um, all the other parents. In fact, a lot of them really never sort of get done. And even when their child ages out, it continues. So um, anyway, uh, a few other things I will add is that the, it was a pretty wild and crazy legal journey. It wasn't just a child custody case. I won four appeals to the Supreme Court of Nevada, and I was also published on what they call here um, a writ petition. It's a it's a different name. You could say, I guess, a fancy name for an appeal. It just, it's, a, it's a different legal instrument. It's more complicated, but I was published on that one. And so that one's named after me, and that's uh, Falcone v. Secretary of State in Nevada. So it wasn't just the custody case. There was a, a multitude of um, not just even appellate actions, but there were two or three other collateral attacks on what the, um, the family court was doing in my case. And so I think that my experience comes with a pretty three-dimensional perspective of the court system, specifically from the perspective of a non-attorney dealing with um, not only attorneys, but what I call self-representation bias in the system. And um, the, of course, the victory in the end helps because, I mean, at the time, it was extraordinarily rare for a father to get that kind of outcome. Now it's becoming more common. And then, of course, um, my inclination to sharing that knowledge um, with everyone else. I, I felt like it was a very lonely experience. I didn't get help from my family and I want to just state that I didn't ask for help. I didn't want, I didn't want to burden them with this. So that was my choice, not theirs. I didn't get help from anyone. And I remember when I finished, you know, that I didn't think it was right that so many other people would go through something like that alone. I noticed there were a lot of websites and YouTube channels that sort of dealt with the trauma to the best of their ability, but none of them were really solution-oriented. None of them really tried to help people understand how to actually change the outcome in their case. It was really just 
how to, I hate to say it, but just kind of complain. And um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to tell people this was where I started, this is where I ended up, and this is how I did it. And hopefully with knowledge that I had, that I still have, I guess, you can you can hopefully uh, do the same thing for yourself. And uh, I think that that is probably the best summary that I can give you and the viewers. And uh, just let me know if you have any specific questions because I'm pretty open to uh, answering them. Alex, overall, I think that in the sense of you just sharing that you went this alone, but you didn't go it alone by, how can you say, you could have had help, but you chose to go it alone because you didn't want to burden your family with that. And for those of you who are out there who have family or have a support system available to you, he is not saying don't utilize him. He is simply saying for his particular journey, he went it alone, and he represented himself, which is why he came up with the name The Proper Person, because in his state, um, I think here uh, in our state is called Pro Se, but in his state it's called Proper Person. And I guess um, more than anything else, Alex, is that for someone who is facing this today, I mean, you came through it and you came through it victorious, multiple, multiple things that you have to endure and to go through, but today, looking back on, on the outcome of that, would you change anything about that? I mean, would you still have gone through what you went through, or would you just say, well, you know, I'm not going to fight, I'm just going to just let it go? Can you hear me? Do you have to unmute me? Uh, no, you're unmuted. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Can you hear Sorry. Me? So I feel bad now because I was typing earlier, and I know that will get picked up by the microphone. Uh, now that I know I'm not unmuted, I'll go ahead. So um, <laughs> I, uh, for, uh, I'll answer your question. I first just wanted to mention by no support, I meant specifically no legal support. I would still communicate with them um, on the case. And also, in that sense, that was still limited, too, because um, they couldn't really understand it. And so it was – a situation oftentimes where people would say, well, just try to work it out, you know, maybe after a while, which it really didn't, you know, apply or help. They just didn't understand high conflict child custody. So there was limited help in the sense, non-legal sense, that they really didn't understand exactly how it worked and, and what was going on. And then there was no help in the legal sense because I didn't want to burden them financially. So to answer your direct question, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, even if I didn't, so the more obvious answer is I've been able to use those experiences to create the proper person, but not only that, but also our Nevada judges, which is, is it's pretty groundbreaking here in Nevada. I've been able to record various different types of cases, bring, um, bring uh, the competence of the judiciary to the public's attention with that separate organization. Um, I've been able to communicate with a multitude of district court judges, with justices of the Supreme Court, with the Commission on Judicial Discipline. They um, allow me to send camera teams, and all of that comes from my experience with um, representing myself. Um, I've been able to meet and communicate with legislators. Um, so I definitely, for those obvious reasons, would not change a thing. Even if you take all of that away, I still wouldn't change a thing. And the reason why is because the experience completely transformed the way I think. It made me a different person for the better. Um, the way that I analyze problems, the way that I approach 
um, issues, uh, even small ones with landlords and employers, um, interaction with government on, on, on a small scale. I was able to um, win several unemployment hearings. I was able to win towing lawsuits. I was able to win a Department of Defense Security clearance hearing for a friend because they let non-attorneys represent people. There were a lot of things that I was able to do that had nothing to do with child custody that I was only able to really confront because of my experience in my child custody case. So going through the legal process conferred on me so many tremendous advantages in the sense of experience. So even with negative experiences, you can, you can use those to make your life better in ways that you would have never probably imagined. And so both, you know, because of the fact that I've been able to, create an organization like our Nevada judges and, and communicate with the judiciary directly. And they do appreciate my work. They've sent me compliments and they've sent me notes and letters of appreciation. And then also because of my sort of personal growth. So I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. Because overall, at the end of the day, you did what was in the best interest of your children and everything else is pretty much an outcome of that decision that you made. And excuse me, even with that uh, being the initial, the initial daunting of being a single father, right? Um, having to overcome that, that, uh, that hurdle, that mindset, because you truly said that, you know, and I, and I, I don't want to like use this as an opportunity to throw anybody under the bus. This is not that. This is simply that. When you communicate with people in your circle and they don't understand the magnitude of what you're dealing with, they don't understand uh, what's required, or even if it's like, okay, well, this is just normal. This, this is normal. You know, you'll get past this. And that's a lot of people because a lot of people endure a lot of hardships in relationships, and they just say, well, that's just what relationships are. You know, relationships aren't easy, and this is, you know, just uh, the path that I have to stay because this is the decision that I made to be in this relationship. So everything that comes with this relationship is just a part of the relationship, and it, and it's classified as normal. And yeah. when you say that, that you know, that's, that's how you were treated in regards to trying to discuss what was happening to you or with you and your children is that everybody was like, you know, this is just life. Well, ultimately, there's not very much that any of them can do because the person who has the power to turn the wheels of justice is you. So they can give you some sense of comfort and support, but if you're dealing with a high-conflict child custody ex, they're subjecting you to tremendous levels of psychological abuse. And that's not something that support is going to eliminate. It can maybe mitigate it to a sense. But... um. I guess that's one of the things that makes my audience, you know, sort of tucked into that niche where people don't understand them because they aren't going through it. Uh, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't get support and counseling and communicate with your friends and family, but you should also understand that it's what they can do to help is it's important, but it's also very limited. And there is a journey that you're going to have to go through to really help yourself, um, uh, the more, the more I guess you could say emotional and psychological, continuous emotional and psychological trauma that you're going through, the less 
those people are going to be able to help because it's just not ending. It's a never-ending thing because the high-conflict ex is addicted to it. They're junkies. They're conflict junkies, so they never stop. And so ultimately, you're going to have to try and fix the problem yourself. And that's very difficult to do because the family court system handles the issue so incompetently. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. And um, just because you have to do a lot of work for them doesn't mean that if you do that work, you may actually be able to get a positive outcome. Not really saying that this is the way the system should be, but it's unfortunate that this is the way the system is. And um, I think it helps a lot of my viewers, as dismaying as it is, to know that they almost have to be even more competent and intelligent than an attorney to get that, this outcome. But it, it still helps them because they go from thinking it's impossible to going, well, there's a chance. It's hard. It takes a lot of steps, but at least there's a chance. And so they look into it. Some of them are able to to solve their, their you know, custody issues, and I talk about them on the uh, the live streams, the viewers' victory live streams, and others can't, um, for whatever reason. Some legal systems are completely and totally inept, and they're just they're just totally not able to solve the problem. And for those, it's a really tragic situation. Um, I hope that answers your question. I'm trying to, to be as thorough as I can, but I'll take another one. Okay, I guess still with you know with that same vein in mind, it's that if the power lies within the individual to truly, you know, begin that process to make that change. And if they, you know, take the steps to make that change, and like you said, the psychological abuse, there's, there's so many aspects of psychological abuse. And it's like it comes in, I don't want to call it flavors, but it comes in so many different disguises, if you would. Psychological abuse. Psychological abuse is, you know, emotional abuse, but psychologically you can be abused through your finances, you can be abused through sex, you can be abused through your employment, you can be abused through, uh, you know, withholding things, with uh, misplacing things, hiding things, accusing, um, what is it, like false accusations, accusing you, or, or, is, or is it called deflecting? It's like, you know, that, that person is guilty of doing this, but they are uh, passing it on to you and trying to accuse you of doing things. Uh, but in reality, it's really them doing the things. But it's crazy making it gaslighting. It's all the things that um, come to create that constant state of chaos, you know, and, and, and to isolate you and to make you feel like, you're the one that's broken. There's something wrong with you, and nothing's wrong with them. Everything that's wrong in the relationship is your fault, and that's psychological abuse, but that psychological abuse comes in different directions. So would you, mm -hmm. you know, speak to that? Well, it's, it is complicated, and that's one of the reasons why people just give up, and that's also one of the reasons why people fail is because it's so complicated and because of all of the, not only are you dealing with all of those things coming from your ex, but you are not able to communicate to the court in a way that the court understands. And so, I mean, it, it, of course it's complicated. And I mean, that's honestly why I can't really answer all of these questions in a single interview. I published all of the different topics because to really get to the point where you can figure out how to solve the problem, you have to understand 
almost like a hundred different perspectives, different ideas, different approaches. So the myriad control mechanisms that the high conflict X uses don't really work very well in court. They just don't know that, neither the victim nor the abuser. And figuring out how to use the court system, which is what's going to put them in a disadvantage, is, at least from my perspective, the key to solving the problem. One of the first things that you mentioned was that as an individual, you have to solve the problem. And that, for the most part, is true when you're thinking of the legal system, because in the legal system, the individual who's a party to the action has the control. They have the ability to file things. They have the ability to tell your ex, you're going to do this or you're going to be thrown in a cell. They have the ability to to say um, they don't agree with me, Your Honor, and it doesn't matter because the law's on my side. So please terminate their parental rights. And those things sound terrible. In fact, I published a video called Control to explain to people the dynamics of when to use control. People don't like to hear these things because there's this sort of stigma against it. You know, my ex is controlling me. I don't want to control them. I just want to be left alone. And one of the realities that I figured out in my case two or three years in is, well, what if your ex wants to abuse your child into oblivion? What if you have to figure out where the line is for control? What's an inappropriate abusive control mechanism? What is an appropriate control mechanism? You know, if your ex says, I want to exchange the child at midnight from age, from ages two to nine, and you say, well, I don't agree, that's harmful, and they say, well, I don't care. I'm going to do that anyway, and then they do. And then, you know, you just let it happen because you don't want to control them. Who's the problem there? These questions require thinking rather than following instructions. They require research rather than asking other people what to do. These are things that we're not really taught, and so we're not equipped not only as citizens but as human beings to deal with the problem of non-thinking, the problem of, of trying to reach an objective conclusion on what's appropriate, the problem of dealing with complicated issues. These are things that in a single interview you can't really completely and totally address. I'm, I feel bad sometimes. Like I want to answer your question in a concise way when the answer is um, like a 200-part sort of almost journey, um, going back to the whole journey approach, the individual uh, sort of process of evolving, not just yourself through the conflict, but yourself as a person. I feel like it, it, it might not be helpful, but I hope it is. Um, if there's anything I can elaborate on, or if you have a different question, I'll try and take that one. I'm not trying to avoid anything. It's just, no, 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 no. I, I am. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine because mm-hmm. that, that, that's the point that I wanted you to make, right? Is that mm-hmm. because people are so accustomed to giving um, cut and dry advice, cut and dry answers, and cut mm-hmm. and dry opinions about what they think um, is happening, what they think you should do, um, what mm-hmm. they think you should think. And that's, that's the danger of it is, is that when someone else outside of that says to you that this is normal, you know, yeah. um, and they don't really, they really haven't taken the time to, to, to dig and find out what's really going on. They're just saying, you know, hey, relationships are hard. You know, relationships yeah. have their highs and their lows and they take time. And that just glosses over what's really going on because they really haven't taken the time to hear 
what's going yeah. on. So it is complex. It, it is complex. And to present that, so would you please give um, specifically that video that you're talking about? That's on your YouTube channel, The Proper Person? So, yeah, I can, I can actually give quite a few when it comes to what I talked about. So I guess the first one I'll give is fairness versus the law because people have trouble with that. They think that the law is supposed to be fair. It usually is. That's something that we got used to in our democracy, but it isn't always. Fairness versus the law explains why. The next one I would recommend is the machine, which tries to switch people away from thinking of the judge as a person and thinking of the judge as a, a part of the machine. And that's something that people don't like to hear. But the problem is a single judge could preside over one to 2,000 cases in a year, not always hearings. Sometimes it's just paperwork. The expectation that they're going to treat you as a human being, this is, again, an unpopular statement. It's just not realistic given the fact that they're, they're – I mean, it may be if they saw one person per day and they spent eight hours with each person, but that's just not the reality. In a single day, they might look at 50 or 60 files. And looking at the system as a machine is more constructive and more effective. So that's why I recommend that one. The next one is statutes, rules, and case law. A lot of people think that Google and random advice for random people is going to control the outcome of their case. They also think that it's like Judge Judy, and they just go in and just flap their gums. That's not how the formal legal process works. And it's also not an effective way to control the judge. It's another thing that's unpopular. People don't like to hear that you're trying to control the judge. That's what ordinary attorneys do all the time. That's what companies, billion-dollar, million-dollar companies, they don't go into court and ask. They tell the court, pursuant to Nevada by statute, you're going to do this. And the judges understand that's how the process works. They're there to interpret and apply existing law. But ordinary people see judges differently. They see them almost like a king or a godlike figure in some sense that can do whatever they want. And so they're asking nicely based on what's fair and right for the judge to do that. But oftentimes the attorney is going to outmaneuver that person because they're going to use statutes, rules, and case law to control the outcome. Then um, another video I like to recommend is relating to the judge, which tells them why that doesn't work. Um, another one I recommend is um, the judge does not remember you, which is another enormous mistake people make. They don't remember you. And if they do, it's always bad. Um, 99% of the time. Then the other thing that I wanted to recommend people watch is filing an appeal. Um, a lot of people don't understand the concept of judges making mistakes. Judges made mistakes so many times in my case that I won four appeals to the Supreme Court as a nobody, as a student in college. That's not just because I was smart. That's because they didn't know how to do their jobs and they screwed up. If the judge didn't screw up, I wouldn't have won any appeals no matter how smart I was. Um, and another thing is if you have time, watch the My Docket series because you're going to see that this is not a journey where I just won all the time. In fact, probably for the first three or four years, I lost almost everything that I asked for with a few exceptions. I started to win later on. And the reason why that series helps people is because it shows them Alex isn't just a genius who knew what to do and just won because he's a genius. He actually screwed up a bunch of times, lost a bunch of times, but he learned he figured out how to change what he was doing, and it shows you how, you know, a person who is filing things that don't look very good, that are written in handwriting, that are ignorant, can lose in the beginning, learn, transform their approach, and then 
after a number of years, start winning Supreme Court appeals, and then win, you know, win the, the, the ultimate case in the very end. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot, but those are the ones that I would recommend to start with. There's, there's, it's just a lot of information, but it's not hard to understand. You just have to spend a lot of time. So. And those are on your YouTube channel called The Proper Person? Correct. Okay. All right. And I guess, like, we're coming to the last three minutes <laughs> of uh, – of the show, and I want to tell you thank you so much because I know that you are very busy and as a parent and as a professional uh, working in the area that you are, and so I appreciate so much for you taking the time out to come on and share, and this is going to be available for free out online, and anyone who is looking for the proper person, Google the proper person, and you should see the results of Alexander Falcone. And he has his YouTube channel, right, and Instagram, and also uh, your website. That's right. I have a YouTube.com. Yeah, right. A YouTube and a, and a website, no Instagram. Just a YouTube and a no website. Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So his YouTube channel is very popular. He's um, he's available on the YouTube, and I know that you also do occasional live streams, right? Are those yeah. a designated time? No, those are spontaneous. Uh, I try to do at sure. least one a month, but this month I got two in. I've got one coming up next week. Next week? Okay. I mean, if you want mm-hmm. to put that out there, that's fine. Yeah, it should be as. It's going to be on your YouTube Saturday. channel. Yeah, it's on my website, too. It'll pop up as the upcoming live stream, so the date and time will be there. Okay. All right. So you guys, make sure to check him out uh, live, thepropperperson.com, and also his YouTube channel, The Proper Person. And, again, you have been listening to Alexander Capconi on Patricia Adams Live, and you have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much again for being on, and I welcome you to come back anytime that um, you would have the time. To do so. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. It thank you. I appreciate. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. You too. And as we close out again, I am closing out with if I could change the world. Eric Clapton. If I can reach the stars, pull one down to you, shining on the heart, so you could see the truth, and this love I have
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.